Okay, today's daf is daf Chov Zayin. We are going to begin on daf Chov Vav Omer Beis at the bottom. And Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem, we are going to finish the Perek. Zorak the Gemara of Omer Abba Rabba says, Zorak Tinik Shagag, if a person threw a child from a roof, and another person came and uh, stuck out his sword. He sees this child coming, falling down from the sky, and he takes his sword to, to kill him. So the Allah is Pluk said Rabbi Yehuda ben Pseir ben Abanan. So Machlek is between Rabbi Yehuda ben Pseir and Abanan. The Tanya we learned, he called Asar ben Adam, Basar Maklis, that uh, if ten people beat somebody with ten sticks, so the Allah is like this: you have ten people, they each have a stick, and they beat a person, and he died. So the Allah is Bein bevasachas, Bein bezerachazet. Whether uh, they beat. Um, Simultaneously or one after another, so the halacha is kulam ptur and they're all putter. Why? Because it's impossible to say which person was the one who killed this person. Now, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseir Eimer, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseir says, no, ha'achrin chayev. The last one is chayev. Why? Ipnei shekidiv misasi, because he was the one who brought the victim's death closer. So too, in this case, even though the first one threw the child, the one to actually kill the child with the sword hastens his death. And therefore, according to the Behudim Seda, he would be chayef for Misa. Next case, the Gemara discusses a scenario. If a person threw a child from a roof and an ox came and killed him with his horns. So the question is whether or not the owner of the Sher has to pay a koifer. The Tanya of Anasim Pidyanashay says he shall give from the redemption of his life the main nizik, which implies that he has to pay the value of the injured party, the one who was killed. It's the value of the one responsible for the damage. Since the child that was thrown off the roof had no monetary value at the time that the ox scored him, and um, because it's like he already died, died the Chachamim would, would uh, make the owner putter from paying a koifer. According to Bishmol, the owner of the ox has to pay the value of the family of the victim. The value to the family of the victim. Now, Rabbi says, If a person fell from a roof and he... Um, a person fell from the roof and uh, he, he landed on a, on a lady... And uh, he, he had relations with her. In other words, he, he, he landed in a way, but had no kavana. So the halacha is chayev ba'arba dvarim. Um, he's chayev in damaging the woman, the four, the four um, as we spoke about, which is the four, uh, the four, um, you know, hazekes, nezek tzari b'shev sobeishes, and if the woman was an amani, he, he's not koina because um, he didn't have kavana to be kainer. Now, chayy benezik b'tzar b'dipe and and b'shevis. Avobeishus loy l'tnan. Why? Because we learned in the Mishnah, if somebody um, falls from a roof um, and damages somebody, so he's chayy for the nezik. But in a chayy alabeishus actually a miskaven. In order to be chayy you have to have kavana. Rabbi says a fourth thing. If a person fell off a roof, but but it wasn't it wasn't a normal wind. So this person 
fell from a, 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 from a rush in a Mitsui and he landed on a person, and he damaged and he also was mevayish, the person um, that he fell on. The lech is like this. It's chayav for damage, but it's put on these four things. But if if it was with the Mitsuya, um, then he's chayav for nezek but he's put there for Baishas. Why? Because he did not have Kavana. If it was, if he uh, like turned over himself in the middle of the falling in the way of Hana, uh, in order to fall on the person and to like not hurt himself, then is chayav for the Baishas. The Tanya we learned. The fact that the terror says that he sent the terror says and people are fighting and then it says do I not know that she took him um, over there? So why does the terror have to say that? Since he had a mind to damage the friend, even if your kavana was not to actually embarrass, but there's kavana over there yachayv. Rabbah says like this. If a person placed hot coal over another's heart, and the person the um, mace, so the person died. So the Allah is putter is putter. Why? Because the person has the ability to take off the coal from his chest. But if it's a big day, if he placed the coal on the garment and Venisa of the garment burnt, so then Chayev is Chayev to pay for the damage. Because it's possible that the one whose garment was burnt thought to sue the one who placed the coal on his clothes for the cost of the garment. And that's why he did not bother to remove it. Amar says, Travayu Tinahanani. We learned both of these halachas um, in Mishnayis elsewhere. Like this. Ali with regards to his heart, we learned the Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah, Kovesh Allah If a person held another in a fire or in a water, and when the victim is unable to go out himself and he dies as a result, but Mason he dies, Chayev, the person's Chayev for murder. But if he pushed him into fire, into water, he can get out of there, and he died, Potter, he's Potter. So the case of the one who places a coal on another chest is similar to the one where he pushes the victim into the fire or the water where the victim has the ability to escape. Big doi, with regard to the garment of another person, tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Kara kra esksusi. If a person says to another, "Tear my garment," or "Shaber eskadi," break my job, jug, and the other person does so, chayiv is chayiv to pay for it. I'm an ask lifter, but if he said, "Tear my garment," on the condition that you will be exempt from liability, he is exempt. So it is therefore clear that even when one granted permission by the owner of an item to damage it, this does not grant him an exemption from being liable. In the case where the owner did not grant permission, the one who caused the damage is certainly chayiv. If a person placed the coal over the heart of a person of the Kanani slave and then the slave died, so what's the Allah? Is the body of the slave comparable to the body of another person? Um, or is it comparable to the property owned by the master and therefore would be chayef? If you say that the body of the slave is comparable to the body of an ordinary person, as a slave has the ability to remove the coal from himself and therefore should be putter, shade him out. What's the Allah in regards to shade? Hadar Pashti. He said, Avdi Kagufi, the body of a slave is comparable to the body of another person, as a slave possesses Seichel and should have 
the sense to remove the coal from himself. Shade kimemene and the ox is comparable to a person's property. We now finished the second parak, and now we're going to begin the next parak, parak shlishi. Many of us remember this in school. Cheder is one of the first prokhim that we start learning. Okay, let's bring some memory back. If somebody places a kad, a kad is a type of keli, and he places this in the Rosh Hashanah. And what happened? Another person came and he stumbled um, among, uh, with, uh, uh, from the kad and and, and he broke the kad. So what's the din putter? The person is putter from paying what he broke. Why? Because what, what in the world is this guy putting his kad now, if the person who stumbled on it, he incurred a, da- a damage, so Allah is, the person uh, who owns the keli is chayev to pay for it. Now, if you notice, the Mishnah starts off, you place the jug in the Rosh Hashanah, and then it says, that if the drug damages the person, the person who owns the chavis is chayev. So, the Mishnah began a presentation to, in the case of a kad and ended in regards to a chavis. And then the Utnan Nam, we learned in another Mishnah later on, the Mishnah says, If two people were walking down the street, this one comes with his chavis, and this one comes with his crossbeam, and, and this one's kad was broken by the one's crossbeam. So the Allah is putter. The person holding the crossbeam is putter. So over there, right there, Pasach Bechavis Vesim Bekad. We start off with Chavis and end with a Kad. Another, another, another scenario. So Anami, we learned in the mission later on. Zeba Bechavis Yayim, Zeba Bekad Yayim. If this person came with the Chavis of wine and this person came with the Kad of honey, Nistaga Chavis Od Vash, and the Chavis of honey, which is more valuable, cracked. And this person poured out the wine and saved the honey by collecting it into the keli. He receives only reimbursement of his trouble. He cannot claim the value of the money that he put, the wine that he poured out because nobody asked him so. So another example. We start with a kad and end with a chavis. So I'm going to pop it up and says, you know what? Kad and chavis is the same thing. These two words are interchangeable. What difference does it make? Buying and selling. If a customer asked for a chavis, now what's a chavis? A chavis is a, is a large vessel. And the seller gave him a kad, which is a smaller keli. The buyer cannot claim that he did not receive the item that he asked because kad and chavis are interchangeable. So the Gemara says, hey, chidami, what are the circumstances? If we say that it's with regards to a locale where people do not refer to kad as chavis, and they do not receive the chavis as a kad, and chavis is understood as a larger keli. So clearly, somebody asks for a chavis, does not wish to buy a kad. People don't call it that way. So my answer is like, it's not necessary, it's necessary to teach a case um, in regards to the rube karla, the kad, the kad, the chavis, the chavis, where most people call a kad a kad and a chavis a chavis. In other words, most people use the term kad for the smaller keli and the term chavis for a larger one. The economy to call the chavis a kad the kad chavisa. And there are also those who call a chavis a kad and a kad a chavis, not distinguishable between the two terms. So now the tema you would think zil basaru, but you go after the majority and the seller and the buyer must accept the distinction. 
Therefore, it teaches us that in regards to money, we do not go after the majority. And in cases of a suffix, the Mishnah taught concerning the case of a keli that was placed in a public domain. Another person came and stumbled and broke on it. Potter, he is a potter. My potter, why is he exempt? This person walking in the Rosh should look where he's going. We're talking about a case of with regards to a person who placed not just one barrel on the road, but rather filled the entire Rishusarabim with barrels blocking the path. Since the Rishusarabim belongs to everyone, a pedestrian is entitled to travel over there, even if it necessitates breaking Kalim. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, We're talking about that it was very dark, therefore he cannot see what he was doing. Rabbi Yechlin says, We're talking about a case where the barrel was placed at the corner of the road, so the pedestrian cannot have seen it as he rounded the corner before stumbling on it. Amara Papara says, The mission is precise only according to either Shmuel or Kareb Why would you bring me the case specifically of a person who stumbled on the barrel? Even if he broke the barrel intentionally, he should not be able to pay, as the owner of the barrel had no right to block the, ro- the public road. Okay. He says, even if it broke the same din. And why did it say nitkal? Since the seifa said, and if he, dam- if he gets damaged, that the owner is chayef to pay for the damage. If he stumbled, because as he who damaged himself by not being careful by breaking it. So therefore the Reisha taught the case of a stumble. Accordingly, the Mishnah's wording is precise even according to Rav. He says, He said, In the name of Ullah. It's not the typical manner of people to examine the roads as they assume the road is unobstructed. Therefore, a person who breaks an item placed in the road as a result of not watching is not chayef to pay for the damage. There was an incident in Ardoi where a person stumbled on a jug in an open and broken. Shmuel made him chayv to pay the damage. Similarly, in Pumbadisa, Rava deemed the person chayv. So the Gemara says, According to Shmuel, it makes a lot of sense. The Mishnah refers to that case where a person stumbles in the dark, as otherwise he is chayv for breaking the barrel, since he should have examined the road. Does Rava hold like Shmuel, that one who breaks an item in a Shustra Abim is potter from paying? Only if it was a dark. So Amara Papa, the Papa says, Karna da Havya. The incident was at the corner where, the, where an olive press, uh, where it's known that people put their jugs over there. Even the Rishusakavdi, since he's walking with permission, he should examine the roads and then continue walking. said that a person who hits another person and humiliating him, so the Dayanim determined the liability as follows. Let a kuva for a kuva, shalish, he has to pay three selas. Ulevita for kicking, chamish, he has to pay five. Vilis, nekaitis, punching a person, he has to pay shleishasri. Lefanda, so the Mara asks, Lefanda, the Mara, the Kifinim, the Mara Mai, what would be a case if a person takes an axe and, and, and hurts somebody with it? How much does he have to pay? Shalchalei, so the Rachma sent the following response. Chizda, chizda, knasa, kamabis, bababa, chizda, chizda, you want to collect a knas and bubble? We don't collect knas and bubble. Tell me how the incident itself transpired. Shalchalei, said to him, There was a certain cistern belonged to two people whose arrangement was the They would alternate 
which day they would use the well. Also, one day, the guy who was not supposed to uh, draw from the cistern was drawing and not on his day. He said, it's my, it's my day. So, and the other guy, didn't listen to him. So what happened? He took his uh, hoe and he, and he beat him up. And then the guy sued him for damages. So Amalei, Rabbi said to him, in that, in that case, you should have hit him even a hundred times with this hoe. Even according to the opinion who holds that a person is not allowed to go take matters into his own hands, he has to go to base them, but if there's a makam seyda, he's allowed to. If there's a makam seyda, he's allowed to. Nobody argues. Every person could go ahead and take justice into his own hands. Keep pleading. Where do they argue? When there is no loss. A person should not go before Dayanam to take. Uh, a person should not take matters into his own hands. Why? To keep the lack of seda. Since there's no loss, they still come a Should go to dintera. says, A person could take justice into his own hands. The kibin the bedin avad. Since he's acted al pidin he does not need to trouble himself to go before dayanim to enforce the law. He can take matters into his own hands. says, a person did not enter a person's courtyard secretly to take what is rightfully yours without permission. Why? Because Shematira loved Kigana, maybe you're going to look like a Ganav. Alishwar Shina, rather break his teeth. In other words, take it by force. You should tell the guy, you should know I'm taking what belongs to me. Amrlai, the Buddha said to him, Daf Chof Ches, Imach. The terror says, with, uh, you, you keep, I'm sorry, you keep questioning to yourself. Ben Bagbag Yechidoyu. Ben Bagbag is an individual opinion. Upligid Abban Allah, and the Chachamim argue on him. Rabbiana Yamar, Rabbiana says, Mashwer, Shina, what does it mean that you have to break your teeth? It means Bedin, to go to Sum and Adin Tayra. Mar says, Iyachi Yibsova, Emer Loy, instead of saying they said to him, Ba'imrim Loy, mi Bailey. Should have said the Bezdin say to him, Shaliyani Nato, Shaloyu Nato, mi Bailey. Mar says, Taka, Kasha, it's not a question. Okay, we'll stop, we'll start from Tosh.